Welcome to the Journey Living Podcast, where we take on the real life topics while inspiring you toward hope and healing in God's Word. Join Pastor Mark Bird along with speaker, Christian life coach, Shannon Meyer, as they guide you through a roadmap, gaining fresh vision and inspiration for going forward on your journey, encouraging you to run your race with endurance that is set before you. Hello there. My name is Pastor Mark Byrd. I'm the chairman of Revive Ohio, and we are today kicking off a brand new podcast called Journey Living. And I want to give you a little bit of background in my story and why I'm on this journey, and we are living. We are living in Christ, and it is a journey. And so I have been through basically many years of being a worship leader, and also then I became a pastor for four years, and then now I'm a full-time missionary with an organization called Revive Ohio. And today, as we kick off this podcast, I'd like to introduce to you, I'm a father of five children. I have one grandchild already, and my wife Jill and I are on this mission together across Ohio, leading people to Christ and getting them baptized and discipled. The reason I'm here today on this podcast talking with you is because this life is truly a journey and we're going to discover really great things that God has in store for us as Christians, as believers. Let me tell you, this life is a great adventure, as Stephen Curtis Chapman so well put it, and that's what we're going to discover, this life as an adventure with Christ. Hello, friends. I personally want to thank you for stopping by and taking time out of your busy day today to just listen to our brand new podcast called Journey Living. I'm so glad that you're with us and have tuned in. My name is Shannon Meyer, and I'm the founder of Journey Living Ministries. Often a woman of many hats, I can answer to those who call me Shannon, mom, friend, and my personal favorite, Mimi. But public speaking and life coaching are my passion and the things I hold very close to my heart. I'm your average woman riding the waves of this crazy, beautiful storm called life, while all the while clinging to the rock of righteousness. It's been almost 20 years ago that I started a ministry and now find myself knee-deep into it on a daily basis. It's brought me together with those who love Christ and just want to share in his hope and goodness, and tell the rest of the world how much Jesus loves them. We're so glad you're here today and so glad you've joined us. All right, friends, listen, this is the day that we begin this new podcast, Journey Living. And today, in our very first episode, we are appropriately calling this one New Beginnings. And... I am actually in the studio live with Shannon Meyer. Shannon, Happy New Year. Well, Happy New Year, Mark, and Happy New Year to everyone out there listening. Yeah, Happy New Year to everyone. And as you would imagine, we're going to delve into a new episode and a new year and new beginnings, really, is what we're talking about here, Shannon. And everybody likes to have new beginnings because people like to make New Year's resolutions. That's exactly right. And I don't know about you, Mark, but I think for the year 2020 and 2021, for most of us, both those years now could be a long lost memory. (laughs) Don't you think everybody's just had about enough? Yeah, I think for me personally, I was kind of holding the eraser in my hand. 
waiting to wipe that slate clean and start again. So yeah, that's a uh, very common. It's a, it's a time. I think a new year is just as we flip that calendar, we're usually pretty exhausted from Christmas, Thanksgiving holiday time. It's just a great time to recharge, to renew and refocus. Um, like you said, there's always those new year resolutions, but so many times by January 14th, those are even long <laughs> too. But at least there's this hopefulness that we get to try to do it right again. Oh, I love year. that. Yeah. You know, I know God is just a God, a creative God. And I think what I love about January 1 is that we get to rebuild. We get to mm, yes. reset. We get to say, you know, a little bit like God, like, what can we do new? Like, you know, when God says, let there be light, I mean, he said, let there be light. And we right. say, let there be new health this year. Let there be a better marriage this year. Let there be a better checkbook. You know, that, that sense of God is a creative God and, and we are made in his image. So that tells me we get to do what God gets to do. Yeah, and that's fun. One of my favorite verses, uh, Shannon, is where the psalmist said, his tender mercies are new every morning. And I think of that when I think about new beginnings and I think about fresh starts and I think of that. And God gives us that every day. And we don't have to wait for the calendar year to change either. Yeah, but you know what? It is a, a fresh perspective. It is a fresh beginning. It is a, a new way to look at it. Right. And if you were, listen, it would give, it was God saying, okay, take this, take your freedom, take your liberty, and let's go into 2022 together. I love that. Yeah. Lamentations 322. Your mercies are new every single morning. Mm. And it makes me just stop and pause of what a good God we have. That's like, you know, you could have blown it for the last year. And God's mm. like, hey, let's just try this again. You know, God is a God of not only second chances, but third, fourth, and fifth. And I think that's the great thing about this new year. Um, I think we thought with hopefulness in 2021, that things would get better. And what I found, and, and you can speak for your own life, we went through 2020 with, you know, coming in on COVID and we thought things would get better, had to get better. And right. things really didn't. They just compounded. And that's where you're starting to see this um, weariness and this, um, this sense of overwhelming spirit that people are breaking down because they're like, I can't take much more because I think we're all built to be able to survive for a period of time you know it's either fight or flight and we can do either for a period of time but now what I see I know in my my day job with kids and just ministry and counseling that people are just overwhelmed mm. with that um, compression of sadness we have buried way too many people we've attended way too many funerals visited way too many you know waiting rooms of hospitals and just waiting for word of are they going to make it are they going to be put on a ventilator it's like if you get one more facebook notification or text that somebody right. else is going into the hospital it's like um my goodness, how many more people. And I think what, what this year is, is going to just be for me is, is that, God, I just want to see you in this day. Right. Because I know um, I can't fix what I messed up last year. Right. I can't fix what the government messed up last year. And I can't take back what COVID has stolen. You know, there, there's a chapter in a book I'm working on called A Death Without a Coffin. Hmm. I think many of us have had many deaths in the last two years, even without those coffins. 
You know, there's no processional line. There's no black church clothes or, you know, church funeral meal or flowers. We have solely stood over the empty graves of our dreams, of our hopes that, you know, and it's just like you and God standing there together. Nobody's hugging you. Nobody's handing you a Kleenex, but you're weeping with that death of what has transpired through this pandemic and through the loss that it has brought. And so this year, I just want to be um, hopeful and hopeful in that God is a God of restoration. We know that and redemption, but also to live in that moment of living for today. Wow. Because none of us are promised tomorrow. And if we are given the privilege to wake up new this morning or the next morning, just to thank God and say, this is the day the Lord has made and I will be glad and rejoice in it. Yeah. And it is a day-to-day thing. You know, Shannon, I I know lots of times uh, when I've helped people dealing with grief in various forms, uh, grief can come from many different angles, really. But in helping people to do this, and as you're speaking about through 2021 and what we've gone through and the experiences, and we've held on to hope that it's going to get better, it's going to turn around this and that and the other. And then we talk about, you know, it's a day to day. And I've had several people, Shannon, honest, just look at me straight in the eye and say, it's more like hour to hour. And I've it's said, not even necessarily day to day. And you're right, Mark. I have said sometimes it's five minutes by five minutes. Yeah. There's been times that the hour seems way too arduous, way too long that I, Lord, I just can hang on for the next five minutes. And then we'll see what the next <laughs> right. brings. So yeah, I, I totally agree. I think everybody just needs a fresh start. And even though if you you are maybe in that cemetery of life, you, you, there are no coffins, but there just seems to be open gravesides. Could I just encourage each of you who are listening today that our God is still on the throne. He is a God of new beginnings. And he has not folded up his hands and folded up shop and said, well, there goes that and we're all done here. And just, you know, kind of, as they say, mail it in. God is still planning his his return. You know, Jesus is still coming, even though the world seems to be going out of its ever-living mind at times. (laughs) How do I even make a New Year's resolution? And that is fair in and of itself. You know, I think we've gotten to traditions that we need to do this, this, and this. And I know something that God seems to be doing in my own life is not so much tradition. He seems to be breaking a lot of traditional molds in my life, but to just come away with him and hear what he has for me, not what he has for you or for someone else's ministry or for a pastor. What does God have for me? And to focus in on the bigger picture of what he's doing in our lives today. Yeah, a couple of encouraging words out of the scripture here uh, that just bubbled up to me, Shannon, as we're listening to you. But 1 Thessalonians 5.21 says, Test all things, but hold fast to what is good. And in Revelation, the revelation of Jesus Christ, chapter 2, verse 25, but hold fast what you have until I come. Mm -hmm. And I think that word hold fast is exactly what we're doing. We're enduring, we're persevering, we're holding on for dear life, literally in some days, some hours, we're holding on for dear life and saying, Jesus, 
take the wheel. <laughs> it was a conversation with your wife this morning I had that she has just, I said, this is who we are and this is what God's called us to be. And we've got to fight this battle and mm. we grow weary. She and I encourage one another. She's been a great encourager for me. I know when we both had COVID at the same time and she'd be crying and I would be crying, but we have to continue. And I love that. Hold fast to truths of what we know. And it was it was my cheerleading moment for her this morning as she felt overwhelmed that yes. this is not who we are. Listen, we're not going to let the enemy take us down. That's right. We're going to have to press through. And God is still creating new. He's making all things new. And I think sometimes we need to break the template of what we've either been taught mm. or raised in. Because God is He is creating all things. I think in Isaiah where it says, see, the word see, yeah. S-E-E, or watch. What do you not perceive it? He says, I'm about to do a new thing wow. in the wasteland or some versions say the badlands. Now, to me, that seems like a no brainer. It's bad. Yeah, it's, it's, wasted. Yeah. It's, it's over. Like, but God is saying, watch, watch and see. And he even asks the question back, do you not perceive it? So he's asking us, are you not watching for me? Are you not looking for me? Yeah. Watch and see that I am about to do a new thing. That's beautiful. And one more encouraging verse that I have on this holding on or holding fast is out of Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope mm, yeah. without wavering for he who promised is faithful. That's so good. You know, Shannon, sometimes we just have to cling on to those promises. I just see the picture of a, I don't know if you've ever seen a, a mother possum and the way her babies cling to her as she mm -hmm. walks around. And I'm like, <laughs> I have that picture. Just cling on, man. Don't let go. Clench it as tight as you possibly can, but hold on to those promises. That's often um, a text I will give back. I have a lot of women who reach out to me who are struggling. And I just say, cling to Jesus or just mm. hang on to him. And I just think of that woman with the issue of blood just reaching out. And she says, if I could just reach the cloak of his garment yes. like that, just give me a tiny piece. And, and it's there that I think we look and reach for so many things of this world. And Jesus is like, just hang on to me. And yeah. if we could just cling to him. And that's a word I often use for women who are just on their last rope. Just, just cling to him. But also, Mark, I got to encourage the person who's like, you know, I can't hang on any longer. Yeah. And I also want to just speak to that person, encourage you that if you can't, let go because God will catch you. Mm. Not let go and check out because I know that's become popular for cancel culture, delete culture to just check out of this world and suicide is on, on the rise and overdoses because people just can't do it anymore. Right. But that's not the, that's not the letting go I'm talking about. I'm talking about have confidence. You said that word. Confidence. Our hope is in him that, God, if I just lay back and I fall back into your arms, you're going to catch me. I spent a week with the Marines a couple of years ago watching the making of a Marine, and it was an incredible journey. But one of the things we got to go to was um, up the rappel tower and learn to rappel down. And I'll never forget hanging over the backside of that 50-foot tower wow. in a harness and the Marine staring me in the face. And he's like, just just lean back. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm looking at him down the eyes and I'm like, I don't know about this, buddy. And he's like, I've got you. And it's that picture that comes to mind. And wow. I was in the harness. Man, I was, I was at death's door if I'd have done this wrong. <laughs> but he had me. Um, I was 
in his care. I was in the ropes. You know, I knew that he knew what he was doing. Right. I did not know what right. I was doing. And I think of that position of what God is saying, lean back, lean back, let your feet go, just fall back. I've got you. And yes, I know this is terrifying. Yes. I know this feels like, you know, nobody wants to be in a free fall back. Right. No way. Nobody wants to, I mean, even. 50 feet or 10 feet, right? <laughs> yeah. You may want to jump feet first, but nobody wants to go backwards, head, you know. And he just said, I've got you. And I mm. often remember that as a picture of the Lord saying, Shannon, I've got you. I know you're way up here out of reach and out of your context of what you're comfortable in. I don't have the upper body strength or body strength to hold myself. Right. But this guy did. So it, it was a great telling picture for me that God's like, just, just let go. So Mark, I want to talk to you and our audience today. Um, what if I could just pose a question, what could God make new that we think is long gone? Well, yeah, that's so good because I'm reminded, even as I'm sitting here and praying through, listening to you, listening to the voice of the Spirit, I'm reminded that if you could imagine Israel in the middle of their exile, mm -hmm. could they have ever imagined that the Lord could ever deliver them again? They had to ask, will we ever not be captive? Wow. Will we ever be free? Literally. And then the crazy thing of it is when he delivered them out of Pharaoh's hands and they're headed out toward the Red Sea. And what did they say to Moses? We want to go back. Because it was familiar. Because it was familiar, Shannon. And could God ever make it new? And I'm reminded of the song. I think Stephen Curtis Chapman said, he makes all things new. And that's the scripture that I wrote down for today as well, Shannon, because I think it's so fitting. I think it's a great reminder for all of us. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation Old things have passed away, and behold, here we go, all things have become new. Yeah, and man, so in the midst of hopelessness, just like Israel was in exile, there's no way. They had to grumble. They had to say, mm -hmm. God could never deliver us from this. Or what would be the purpose of allowing us to stay in yeah. it? And I think that's where we're at today. I have a dear friend whose father's losing his battle with cancer. And I know she's asking the question. And many people say, what kind of God does this or mm. allows this? Or, you know, and, and she's young in her faith. And those are hard questions. But I think those of us who are old in our faith, you know, sometimes we grow weary. Oh, we yeah. We talk about this in each of our ministries is... God, how much more or why the pressing, why the crushing? What is it you want to teach me? But one thing it's, it's, I've been learning recently, and it's out of Genesis 35. It's an amazing story. Maybe some of you are familiar with it, but it's when Rachel gives birth. Um, and it says here in, um, excuse me, in Genesis 35 that starting in verse 16, then they moved on from Bethel while they were still some distance from Ephrath. Rachel began to give birth and had difficulty. Now, I'm mm. a woman and I've given birth twice. And I would say to every woman who's listening, <laughs> I don't know that there is any other word than yes, when you're giving birth, it yes. is difficult. But I want to use this as a metaphor here today. And just what God has been showing me in that birthing pain there, in that birthing part, time frame of just giving birth to something new, there is going to be pain. 
it is going to be difficult. And I, that's why I asked that question. What could God be wanting to make new where we think it's long gone? But what's so interesting in verse 17, it says, And as she was having great difficulty in childbirth, the midwife said to her, Don't be afraid, for you have another son. And as Rachel breathed her last, she was dying. She named her son Benoni, mm. but his father named him Benjamin. So I love this story because out of her birth, birthing pains, and she takes her last breath. Yeah. Her baby boy is now taking his first breath. And it, it's just like God. And what is amazing about this story is when you think about Bethlehem, this is, when you yes. say what happened in Bethlehem, what do we think of? <laughs> the birth of Jesus, That's right. right. We don't think of the death of Rachel. Right. If somebody says, you know, what happened there? I never in my lifetime have ever said, well, that's where Rachel died. Wow. That is not true. But out of that comes, and I love the line, um, the second part of verse 18, but it says, but his father. Mm-hmm. But his father, don't miss this, you guys, but his father named him Benjamin. And Benjamin means son of my right hand. Wow. Which is the powerful right hand. Yeah. And out of her death, brought life. And so I want to just ask and pose this question is maybe we look at those deaths without coffins. Maybe we are Rachel in despair and in difficulty and we have lost all. Maybe you feel like you're losing your life. What is God birthing in you? What is he saying about you? Because she named the boy Benoni, which means son of my trouble. Oh, Son of my trouble. But, I love a but in the Bible, don't you mind? Yeah, that's my favorite word in the Bible. I love a but in the Bible. But his father named him Benjamin. And I just have have to think, we don't ever put that correlation together of birth and death. Right. You know, it's it's like that kernel seed. It has to die and go into the ground. Yep. To, before it can ever bring fruit and harvest. And I think many of us hate the loss of what happens and when God takes something away. And rightfully so, there are times that, you know, we do more. Jesus wept over the death of Lazarus and he had very many emotions like we did. But I think what we get stuck on is in the death. What could God be bringing new? It's like I talked about in Isaiah 43, is even though you're in the bad land, even though we are facing some bad times right now, are you watching? Mm. Are you looking? Do you perceive what I am doing? And so I want to encourage you this this week and this year to look forward to watch and see what God is doing right in the middle of this bad land, this wasteful time that it seems for us like what is going on? Because God is true to his word and to his promises. Yes, he is, Shannon. He's saying, watch and see. Don't you perceive it? Yeah. to do a new thing in this bad land. The word I keep hearing is eagerly waiting. Mm. Are we eagerly waiting? Right? Because we're all waiting for the return of Christ. Because it's obvious. We don't know when. But we're told to be eagerly waiting. You know, it's interesting. Matthew 25 comes to my mind in the parable of the ten virgins. Mm -hmm. And they kept their lamps trimmed and burning. It doesn't mean that they didn't face hard times, that they didn't, you know, weren't tempted, right, to lean to the left or to the right. But they kept their lamps trimmed and burning. And the scripture describes them as wise. 
Yes, very wise. And I think what we are becoming is almost delusional on watching the news, mm, watching yeah. what the government's doing, watching. We're losing our mindset of being steadfast. Yes. And we're watching everything going around us and even him. We, we don't have our eyes on him. It wasn't until Peter took his eyes off of Jesus Ooh. that he sank. Right. The storm was still raging. It doesn't say the storm stopped. It's when Peter took his eyes off of Jesus is when he began to sink. So what could God be wanting to birth out of this maybe horrible last year or two out of your, maybe maybe you've had a great year. I don't know, but everybody I seem to talk to, yeah. it's been pretty rough. And right. Everybody's like, me, could we just push duo or not, yeah. not duo, or a reset, like yeah. a throw out everything, the baby and the wash and everything. Right. And let's start this over. But I, I do think what we need to do is not let the facts of what is happening in the world dictate our life. Think about this. Favor over facts. Mm. We are God's kids, right? He loves us. He loves us sometimes to leave us the way we are. Too much. He loves us too much to leave us the way we right. are. Right. But sometimes we get so caught up in even the facts of maybe it's a COVID number, maybe the fact that death is imminent all around us. But we can't give up our faith. We've got to take our faith and favor from the Lord over even the facts that are facing us dead in the face. And I think of Rachel's husband here that says, Father named him Benjamin. The fact was, Rachel was dying. Yes. She took her last breath while she was birthing Benoni to her. But he knew different. And he said, no, no, no. This son is my son. And he. this means son of my right hand. So even the fact of her death, he chose to look at it as something greater would come from it. And I think what we have to do is ask ourselves, are we willing to focus on the negative or the positive? So it's up to you. All of us are facing a new year together. Right. I don't think any of us are uh, discounted. Nobody was left out of the new year coming, right? Exactly. So what do we do with our new year? Do we watch and see, like it says in Isaiah? Mm. Or do we say, well, these are the facts of life and this is we're just going to go down with the ship? Yeah, Shannon, you know, the scripture that comes to my mind is uh, from Hebrews chapter 12, and it says for us to fix our eyes on the author and finisher of our faith. And it, it, it is a choice. What you're describing, Shannon, it's a choice. We can let go and give up. It, it is a choice. It takes no more or less energy to hold on and allow our eyes to stay fixed mm -hmm. upon him who is the author and the finisher of our faith. And as Jesus reminded us, he that endures to the end will be saved. Yeah, and just that, I know this is sometimes redundant, but the one thing I do want to hear is, well done, my mm. good and faithful servant. And I know many of us are growing weary and saying, yeah, that's a great line. But Shannon, I am, I'm weary. I don't know that I can keep pressing. Right. I want you just to think about God. And it says the whole host in Hebrews of witnesses are cheering us on. And this is just a vapor in time. And I know right now it feels like we're in a marathon that's become a sprint. Mm. And we are so tired and growing weary. But I want to also encourage you with this, that if you're not in the Word, if you're not praying, if you're not crying out to God, your chances of making it are going to be slim to none. 
But that, again, is a choice. It is. It's a choice. And that's something that we have got to start teaching more and more of. And it's uh, to me, I feel like God is saying, you know, enough of that cookie cutter Christianity, right. the cupcake Christianity that we talk about. We're in it. I mean, we're in the throes of this battle and this war is, is hard pressed because it's almost over. And it gets the worst at the end. And so whoever's going to take dominion, whoever's going to... And Satan knows that. He knows he's losing this battle. So that's why you see this evil ramping up to an all-time speed that's like, what in the world is going on? So I want to encourage you all with this today, that as this first week of the year comes to an end, that watch and see. We, we serve a God who is a God creative God. Yes. He didn't create on the first six days and go, well, that's it. (laughs) He's bringing new life every day and his mercies are new every morning. So well put, Shannon. And that concludes another episode. Join us again next week because we've got a lot of exciting things to unpack and, and share with you, to encourage you, to bring you hope, to bring you peace. That's the what the Lord desires for all of us. And Shannon, it's just such a privilege and an honor to be able to share that good news, even with the body of Christ. You know, I just remember that as a Christian, we sometimes think we're not allowed to struggle. We're not allowed to suffer in all this. But listen, God knows exactly who we are. He knows the end from the beginning. And so let's rest assured in that. Thank you.